small thing to just put those review dates on the calendar. I think putting it on the calendar is huge. It sounds like a small step, but I think that is some of the accountability that's needed to make sure that you're actually doing what you said you're gonna do. Because again, as an entrepreneur, time flies, right? So all of a sudden three months have passed. And so it really is important that you have those key mile markers and touch points on your calendars for yourself and for your team to kind of stop and assess otherwise. Time will just pass and you'll just keep working and you might be doing great work, but you know, was it the work that you set out to do? Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI powered help bot, Our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Welcome to the Brands at Book Show, where we help creative service-based businesses build their brands and find more clients. I'm your host, Davey Jones. Jay Cochran, the founder and CEO of Social Squares, joins me on the podcast for a timely discussion about planning an end-of-year retreat to reflect on the previous year and plan for the upcoming year. Shay always brings a lot of practical advice and insight to the podcast, and this episode was no different. If you want to learn a little bit more about Shay, the origins of Social Squares, and productizing a service, I encourage you to check out episode 41. Today, we discuss how Shay organizes her end-of-year retreat, where she goes away for a weekend to reflect on the previous year, evaluate how things have gone, and put together a plan for the upcoming year. Be sure to check out the show notes at davyandkrista.com for the resources we mentioned during the episode, and I want to hear from you. Let me know what kind of content you'd like to see on the Brands That Book podcast as we move forward. To leave your feedback, just send us a DM on Instagram at davyandkrista. Now... On to the episode. All right, we should be live. So excited to chat with you, Shay. I'm so excited to have this conversation. It's such a timely, relevant conversation. So just yeah, excited absolutely. to be here. I just feel like, again, and this is just, I mean, your area on my screen, it's like well lit. It's just you know, beautifully styled. And here I am, I'm like sitting in the corner of my office. It's this drab day outside. My webinar light doesn't work. So here we are. But anyway, yes. it's been a while since we chatted. For those of you who don't know, Shay's been on the podcast before, back on, I think it was episode 41. I looked it up, productizing a service. Yeah. And you talked a little bit about social squares and some of your experience with SE Stock Shop. And it's been one of our most popular episodes. So excited cool. to have you back on the podcast. I would love to hear before we get started, just what have you been up to since May, 2019? I can't even remember yeah. 2019. There's been no other <laughs> year in my mind outside of 2020 here, but what have you been up to? What's been going on with social squares? Man, May, 2019, feels like an actual lifetime ago. 
And it's funny, I was thinking back to the end of that interview, you asked me, I think you asked me like, you know, what's ahead? And I said, well, 2019 was a scramble (laughs) because I was doing a lot of hiring in 2019. So 2019 felt really hard and like a lot of building. And I was looking forward to 2020 kind of settling in a little bit, I think is what I said. (laughs) And You know, I don't know that settling in is necessarily the term I would use to describe this year. I would say it was another year of a lot of building. So we built the team. I got to add more amazing, talented women to my team. So we're at about seven that are in our core team. Now, we really overhauled the membership. So right before the pandemic, not knowing what was ahead, actually, at the beginning of the year, we were already thinking about what we wanted to add to the membership just to kind of increase the value of the membership beyond just images and just seeing the need for entrepreneurs to understand how to utilize image content in their online marketing strategies, whether that's an Instagram marketing strategy or Pinterest marketing strategy, their content strategy. We really want to see small business owners and specifically like female entrepreneurs succeed with images. So we know that images is like part of the conversation, but not all the conversation. So we overhauled the Social Squares membership in leading up to, we launched all the additional content in April, right as the pandemic was hitting, which was really ended up being really well-timed because it was just an opportunity for us to add value when people really needed help. Like they really needed to know, they really needed a game plan as things were kind of falling apart all around us. That really was a big shift for us. And then, you know, this year has been just about learning to be a CEO in my own company, which is just a total shift from working in the business. And I still do a bit of working in the business. I'm still a photographer and stylist, but that has been the biggest shift this year is learning how to manage a team and what it looks like to really build a world-class business that has the opportunity to outlast me, you know? So that's been a huge learning curve, lots of building this year. And so I'm hoping that this next year is a little more selling in, dialing things in, less new and more just kind of refining what we're already doing. So that's kind of a snapshot of what 2020 has held for us. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot of exciting things happened with the launch of the new website and the refinements of the membership. And we've been Social Square members, I think, since, you know, well before the dawn of time. Yeah, make use of (laughs) make use of Social Squares on a daily basis, even. So if you haven't checked that out, and you don't know much about it, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to episode 41 with Shay and hearing about a little bit of the origin story of that. And for those of you who are doing a service based business and want to offer a product, great episode to listen to as well. Something else that you're doing, building a house, right? Yeah, and you guys just went through that process, right? So you're yes. you're a pro. I, uh, I never <laughs> <laughs> I never wanted to build a house. Ironically, I mean, I know a lot of people are like, that's their dream. I just hadn't thought about it because to me that sounded like a string of a lot of decisions <laughs> that felt overwhelming. But we found ourselves in a situation where that really made the most sense. And you know what? We're like six months into the process, maybe, and it's been so awesome. It's been a lot of fun. And I'll be so happy when I'm done making decisions, but it, it it has been really fun. Yeah. So have you all broken ground yet? We have. Yeah. So we're looking at the slab being poured in the next few weeks. That's awesome. So really enjoyed the design process. The build yeah. feels 
it just felt so long. I mean, it wasn't long yeah. in the grand scheme of things. We're glad to be in the house. But yeah, I mean, right now, you probably hear a little bit of it. We have a walkways going in behind our house. We've been moved in for a few months now, but there's just all yeah. these little things, you know, that come together afterwards. But anyways, I mean, already have ideas for our next episode. I want to hear, yes. about, uh, <laughs> you know, be, stepping into that CEO role and managing a team, something that we've gone through and I've gone through for both Davey and Krista until the past two years. So I just have all these thoughts yeah. about it. And there's all these surprises. There's some, you know, definitely hard parts and challenges to it. And there's a lot of really good that's come out of it. That could be a whole yeah. episode in and of itself. Yeah. But we're talking about end of year planning, which is, I think, just as exciting as a topic, something that you've, I really think, have zeroed in and figured out. And, you know, I've talked to a few people, even this morning, one of my neighbors, Buddy Powers, I think, you know, Buddy and Jill. Yeah. Farm. Yeah. So, you know, was on a run with Buddy right and early this morning or dark and early this morning. And, you know, both of them got back and was talking to Jill and they're like, oh, we need to listen to this. Like, everybody I talk to is like, oh, I need to hear about, you know, how we do this because, you know, especially this year. Yeah, especially this year. <laughs> but I mean, just a few challenges, you know, just to kind of like set some context here, I think for end of year planning, reviewing the past year. And I don't want to get ahead of myself, but like, doing it in a way that where it's, you make the best use of your time, where you have time to, to really feel like, feel like you've, you know, you're prioritizing what's important and reflecting mm-hmm. on the things that you need to reflect on. Yeah. How do you put together a plan that you're actually going to execute on the following year? I mean, these are, I think, all questions that people have. Tell us a little bit about your end of year retreat and just what's the purpose of it and why do you choose to go away? Yeah. So, as you know, Graham and I, my husband and I are both business owners. So I was asking him last night, like, when did we start doing this? How long ago was it? And he remembers it as far back as 2016. And I think it was born out of just not knowing what we're doing as business owners. (laughs) Neither of us, I mean, we're all just learning as we go, right? That's kind of the entrepreneurial journey is you're figuring it out. And so- You guys have to figure it out really quickly, you know? I (laughs) don't know. We've- We've been at this for a long time, though. I mean, we have both owned a business more or less for 10 years. So we have really been been all along just trying to figure it out as we go. But I think, as is the story for most entrepreneurs, you spend so much of your time in the business, especially in the early days. You're building it. You're doing the work. You're doing the customer service. You're answering the calls. You know, you're making the sales. You're shipping the product. And there's very little time built in to think about the business and to work on the business. And, you know, we, we kind of talk about that a lot. So we wanted to set aside time at the, originally it's always been at the beginning of the next year because January just made a little bit more sense within our schedule to look back at what happened (laughs) this year and to kind of think intentionally about where we want to go in the next year. And we do this both in business and we do this in life as a family. So the origin of getting away, I think it was just, you know, needing to be out of your environment, especially if you're working from home. It really is not the same if you go get a hotel somewhere or sit if you know if we're in Florida so being able to sit and look out at the water is different than like being in your little closet corner desk that where we were you know originally as an entrepreneur we're like sharing a guest bedroom so i think that there is something about getting out of that space whether it's just for a day or overnight getting out of that space that you're always working in that kind of helps you to step back and think differently and think creatively about the business in a way that's less, you know, tactical and sort of in the weeds, the way that we tend to be from day to day as business owners. So for us, that looks like at least once a year. Now we try to do it twice a year, 
both of us go away individually. We get a hotel for two nights. We business expense that, business expense all the meals, business expense all the snacks. But we just set aside some time to get away and we both do different things. We both have different elements of that planning time away, but we really do prioritize that. And now we try to do it mid-year as well. So important that it's regular, built in. My planning dates for 2021 are already on the calendar. Like I know when I'm going to book a hotel and we definitely try to get out of the office so that we're kind of in a different environment, in an environment that's kind of going to spark creativity and help us to think outside the box with things. Yeah. What does that look like? So do you all go go away on the same weekend? I mean, just out of curiosity for the- We take turns. Lives who are both. Okay. So it's yeah. different weekends where you're, <laughs> where you're going away. Different weekends. Yeah. So I yeah. took one weekend and he took like the very next weekend. And we both, at this point, we get away for two nights so that you have one whole day at the hotel. So this is like, obviously we've been doing this for a while and we figured out like what works and what doesn't work. One night isn't quite enough because you get, you know, there's not enough time that you have that room. So anyway, two nights. So you have one full day. So it's usually an evening, a full day, and then the morning to kind of wrap up and then you check out the hotel and come home. You're going away alone. So, you know, even though you have a team, you're not bringing your team along with you. It is just you in the hotel yeah, getting at some work. Yeah. And it, it is tricky. This was the first year. I mean, I did have a portion of the team in place at the end of 2019, but team leadership and functioning as a team was still very new to me back then. So this is the first year where it was really challenging to plan for myself without the team, but I was planning ahead of our team planning day. So I knew that we were going to have like sort of a team planning retreat that was going to follow. So I needed to have my head on straight about a number of things going into that planning meeting. Like, where do I want to take us next year? So what am I even communicating to the team? But, you know, I'm learning that. I I don't know the answer there about who else needs to be involved. There were definitely elements where I was like, man, I don't, I really need to ask my, my marketing director about this. Like, this isn't really a decision for me. So I'm learning that. I don't really have all the answers there, but I do know that as the CEO, even as just the visionary I needed to have my head on my shoulders about where we were going, what really matters to us, what we're going to zero in on so that we could work out the details together as a team. But I have kind of those foundational elements in place going into it. Yeah, absolutely. So what is it, what does your time actually look like? How do you structure it while you're away? Like what kind of plan do you get into it? What's that balance look like between maybe reflecting on the past year and then looking forward to what's to come? Yeah. So this is the nitty gritty and this is changed a lot for me because I've been doing this whole like planning day away is what we call it. So I've been doing this for, you know, maybe eight years now. So it's changed a little bit based on the needs of the business, but there's certain core elements that have always been a part of it that I think are really helpful for anyone. I always, always, always start with reflecting on the year. And what that usually looks like is I open up a document, I write down the wins, things that are just on the top of my head that worked really well. I'll go back in Asana and look at tasks that we completed, like look at the open loops that we closed, look at the major initiatives that we had going on, because you forget. I mean, you're just kind of, especially as entrepreneurs, like you're just always on to the next thing. And so looking back, I'd be like, oh, that's right. We launched a blog. I remember that. We we launched a whole new website. I for, had forgotten all about that. It's crazy how much you forget because you're just on to the next thing. So I'll look at Asana. I'll write down big wins. I'll also review the numbers. So I'll I'll compare 
the year prior to, you know, so for me, that was like comparing 2019 to 2020s numbers. Mm-hmm. I'll look at whatever kind of metrics I have. And so in the early years where I didn't really have a firm grasp on my like most important key metrics, I spent a lot of time digging a lot of time, like digging through MailChimp to look at open, look at open rates, like digging through Stripe to look at how much we made each quarter. So early on when I didn't have as many kind of systems in place for that kind of thing, it was more in that element of it was more involved. There was, I maybe spent a good few hours <laughs> rounding up numbers, but even this year, it's so incredibly helpful or it was so incredibly helpful to look back because as was the case for many of us, we started off 2020 with a bang and I had goals that were set for 2020 and then quarter one of 2020 went really, really well. And so we actually tweaked a lot of our goals early on and then the pandemic hit Yeah, and then March, April. Absolutely. So what happened is that then we kind of flatlined for, Mm -hmm. you know, five months And so my feeling going into the end of the year planning was this year sucked. (laughs) You know, like we didn't grow the way that I wanted to grow. We didn't hit our numbers that I had set out for us. Um, It was just month after month of like not being where we wanted to be. And we were really in a good spot as a business, but still just, you know, that again, that growth mindset just gets you as an entrepreneur. It was always like what we could have been or should have been. Yeah. But when I went back, I was like, you know what? We actually increased our revenue by 93% over 2019. And that I had not looked at that for whatever reason. I had just been so forward focused and like, man, we didn't do what I like really hoped that we were going to do and what we should have been able to do or could have been able to do. (laughs) I missed that we grew revenue by 93%. So that's why it's just so incredibly helpful to start there with what you did what worked, you know, what the numbers were, how you grew, look at percentages, you know, especially if you're a new business owner, you might be like, you know, well, we only grew by 500 newsletter subscribers. Yeah, but that could have been 200% growth over the year prior. So don't get too hung up on like the, the exact numbers so much as the percentages, especially in those early days of growth, it just can be really encouraging to see what's actually happening. So that's part one. I always start, I usually do that the first evening. I just spend the whole evening looking at what worked, what we did, what I, what I accomplished, what my team accomplished, I should say, in the year prior. Number two is I'll spend a lot of time reviewing our mission and vision and core values and critical mindsets. We have kind of all of these things within the business that I spend time refining. So making sure that I take a look back at that, like, why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. What are we doing? Because, you know, you get off track over the course of the year and there's all these fun things you could be a part of. So you really have to recenter yourself on what your mission and vision is before you can start planning ahead for the next year. So I spend a good amount of time updating our mission vision, which shouldn't be changing. I'm just kind of like tweaking it. I'm assessing as I'm reading it. Like, did we do that? Our core values, like, are these really still our core values? Did you find that especially as your team grew, that it was even more important to revisit those things? I mean, oh yeah, found is just, I guess maybe lack of experience onboarding people Mm -hmm. always forgetting, or for me, like 
oh, you know, they don't know our, they don't necessarily know our core values. They don't necessarily know mm-hmm. even how those are set up and structured and how we talk about things. And so yeah. we've been trying to be more intentional about building those things in. You really do. Onboarding. And you have to build it in and then you have to revisit it and then you have to revisit it and you have to revisit it. And what has blown me away and that, you know, this gets into our next podcast about team leadership, but it blows me away how that really is the driving motivator for your team. Like a, a really solid mission that they can get behind is the difference maker. And there were so many years where you hear like, oh, you need to have a why and you need to have a, and, and when it's just you in the business, it's just very hard to be like, how is that rele- relevant yeah. use of my time? But this year more than ever, I have become a believer that that is so critical. So mission, vision, I'm so extra when it comes to team <laughs> leadership. So we have like our uniques and everybody knows what those are. We have critical actions and mindsets and we have core values and we have, we have all these different elements. Like how do how does everyone on the team need to show up? Like what is an A player? Like my poor team, they're so gracious with me. I'm just, Again, not to get us off track because, and just to <laughs> review too, Friday night or that first evening is really focusing on the reflection portion. Is this yes. Saturday morning now where we're, we're revisiting or the next morning yes. rather? Okay. Just out of curiosity for people who are listening to this and be like, oh man, I really wish they would talk about that. Do you have any resources yeah. that you'd recommend for kind of where you draw some of this stuff from? I know back yeah. is a previous conversation. We had talked about traction a little bit, right? But what are some of the areas that you're drawing some of this team leadership stuff out of? Yeah. So traction was where I started and that was very helpful as sort of a first run at mission vision. So yes, traction. Absolutely. Start with traction. I was also really helped by Donald Miller's course. He has a membership called Business Made Simple University. And within that, he has a few modules or mini courses that are on building out your mission and vision and your one-liner and your, he has a better name for it, but like your story concept and things like that. So I spent a lot of time 2019 at my day away. I watched that course and I really refined what was there and built out what was there. And I'm, I don't know where I got the, the, I think the critical actions and mindsets were from Donald Miller. So I would say, start with those two, start with traction and start with what Donald Miller has about building a mission and vision and his kind of story brand concept as it relates to creating sort of the story line of what your business is doing. So those are two great resources. Awesome. Yeah. I recently read I guess it was at the beginning of this year, a book called The Advantage, recommended by a mutual friend, Todd Watson, to show it. That's been another good one for people looking uh, looking at organizational leadership resources as well. But anyways, to get us back to what that morning looks like. So you revisit all of that and you've moved on from reflection to that standpoint, you know, to a certain Mm -hmm. extent, right? Mm -hmm. So what does the rest of your day look like? Yeah. So the next part, next section is reviewing surveys. So obviously you can see that that all of this is building on itself. Like you really don't want to go about any kind of planning for next year without feedback. So I need feedback and without direction, without mission and vision, obviously. So feedback is a really critical part of that. And feedback is going to come through your numbers and it's going to come through surveys. So what do the numbers say? And we already kind of covered that when we're looking at reviewing the numbers for the previous year. But then I also have always, uh, customer feedback has always been a huge driving factor of any and all changes that we've made as a business. That was just something that I started to bake in really early on. So now, and especially this year, we 
got a little more sophisticated in how we are getting feedback from our audience and how it's baked in. So we've got, you know, onboarding surveys, we've got exit surveys, we've got mid-year surveys, we've got member surveys, we've got newsletter surveys, we've got, you know, probably six different surveys at this point that are built in and baked in that are kind of always automatically collecting feedback. And that's been really awesome because now we have the information we need to really make decisions that are going to be in favor of our customers going into next year. So I spent a good amount of time reading through surveys. So we had over 600 of our members completed the survey, which was really fantastic percentage for us this year. So I spent a few solid hours. I print all of them out and I get a high, I have like multiple highlighters and multiple colors and I'll go through and I will read every single survey response and I'll highlight things that I see. I'll take notes about, you know, common things that I'm hearing over and over again. So I spend, you know, I, that could be an hour. That could be two hours of time just reviewing survey feedback. And that, so we need all that before we can even get onto the planning. So like, that's a big chunk of it. And then I kind of feel like I have everything I need to begin planning. So from there, nap in between. Like I feel like my bright. My oh my gosh, I'm so intense. I know. I know. I would just be. I would need a nap. I would need to. I need yeah. to step away from it at, at this point for sure. It is a marathon, and I am such a mean boss. I'm not good at taking a break, but I will say this: everyone's different. You have to do what works for you. So Graham does a lot of his planning like out walking on the beach. So he will book a hotel right on the water and he will go walk like 10 miles and just think as he walks. And then, you know, he'll come back and over the course of that walk, he will have assessed and planned and written, you know, he will have come up with all of next year. I cannot do that. I'm not, I can't think and walk at the same time in that respect. I think through a pen and I need paper and I need documents and I need to type it up. (laughs) I can't do that. So I need all the data and I have to write everything down. So it really depends on what works for you, but I will try to switch up my environment. I'll go like if I'm uh, if there's a pool and if it's nice out. So I mean, in Florida, obviously we can get away with going and sitting by the pool so in January. So it's always nice out. It's always nice out. So <laughs> I'll go sit by the pool. I'll go for a walk. I'll change my location. I'll go sit somewhere else in the hotel. I really do try to kind of do what I can, but I'm not great about taking a break. I just power through it. I do try to stand up and stretch and things like that, but everyone's different there. And I think the smart thing would be do a section of it, you know, give yourself like two hours of deep work or 90 minutes of deep work and then go for a run or do 90 minutes of it and then do something fun and do 90 minutes of it, take a nap. I really do think the the wiser thing to do would be to build in that kind of mental break. I'm just real extra when it comes to that. So I'm not very gracious with myself. So I do stop and eat. But. Yeah. For the Till Agency, for our paid advertising agency, we've done a few leadership retreats where it's me, Ryan, Jesse, yeah. my two partners for that business. And we place others like Tan in between major yes. meeting segments, you know, which helps yes. helps us break up the day and gives us a little motivation to really like yeah. dive in and get whatever's done at hand, you know, and then move on to the next thing. Yeah. Um, and especially with team, I mean, don't even get me started. Team retreats and team planning is like a whole nother ball game. You definitely don't want to just. Yeah. be super Everybody intense and go for eight hour hours through. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah, for sure. But so you move into f- kind of thinking about the future by the afternoon. Yes. Yes. And so what that looks like is OKR planning. So we use like an OKR framework okay. for yeah. goal setting and that was new to 2019. So, so objective um, results, right? 
objectives and key results. And there's lots of different ways that you can goal set. That's just kind of a very simple framework that I like. 2019, we were giving it a try. So we didn't do a great job of it. We did an okay job of it. I'm glad that we had it, but I needed to refine it. I needed to rethink how we were going to do it for 2020. And I needed to set our new objectives and key results. So we have like three big picture objectives. And then we have corresponding key results. And those key results are all measurable results that we want to see that are tied to a particular person on our team. So I set those. Now, I don't, again, this is in process learning. So I don't know what the answer is here. But what that looked like for this year is that I really focused on setting the three big picture objectives for the company-wide objectives. So for example, like be the best styled stock membership yeah. available would be like one of our objectives. Sure. And then it's like, okay, as measured by what? How are we going to know if we accomplish that? What is that going to look like? That's a very sure. pie in the sky objective, which is what those objectives are kind of supposed to be. So I kind of come up with our big objectives and then some of our big key results and measurables. And then now my department heads will come up with their own key results for the quarter and that kind of thing. So again, that's where there's a little bit of a difference. If it's just you and your business, Mm -hmm. then you can outline all of your objectives and key results. How are you going to measure success? So I looked at that and, you know, I'm taking the data from last year. How did we grow in 2020? So how do I think we can grow in 2021? And I'm kind of planning out all of my OKRs based on what we did. And then those will be the OKRs that I communicate to the team. You know, for me, those were kind of the biggest elements of planning this year. But I think another great way to spend your time if you are a business owner, especially if you're a solopreneur, would be to do content planning. And I would kind of always suggest finishing up there. And that could look like content for your membership, content, the free content that you put out on your blog or on YouTube or podcast content. It could look like Instagram content. You know, what are you going to be talking about on Instagram? So I really do recommend most companies spending a solid chunk of time thinking through the content that you're going to be sharing because it's just helpful to bulk think through that stuff. Like, what are we going to be doing? How's it going to all work together? What do I want to talk about so that you're not having to kind of come up with content as you go? I mean, you know what this looks like. It really is Mm -hmm. helpful to think through content all at one time. Mm -hmm. So last year, I spent more time thinking through the content of our membership and that kind of thing, what we were going to be putting out the bonus content, the the new marketing education elements that we were going to be adding. But now there are other people on my team that really are a part of planning content. So that was not as big of a part this year, but I would recommend for most businesses, that's probably a really relevant way to spend a good chunk of that time. It's just doing content planning. And that's pretty much it. I mean, that's, that's the whole time for me. Yeah, but a lot for sure. You know, what's interesting too about content is that, I mean, especially for a business like yours, you can't, like for you, you can't be planning New Year's content right now, you know, because you not only have to say, okay, we're going to do this, but then you have to actually go create that collateral. So I assume you're at least a quarter ahead in doing that. I guess just a quick side question. What does that look like? You know, how do you organize that? And I think one of the biggest challenges for people planning content for the whole year is, okay, so you've sat down in December to plan the content for the whole year. How do you ensure that the stuff you plan for Q3 actually happens or, or that you're actually on track to do that in Q3 when you're sitting in yeah. you know hotel room in December actually coming up with these, these great ideas? That is the billion dollar question. Because <laughs> you will release seasonal content by the time yeah. it's arrived, right? 
Yeah. So there's a lot of questions baked into that question. So one of the things, let me back up a little bit. Like one of the things that I'm planning is all of our team meetings. I plan them for the whole entire year. So I don't know if you can see, but on my back wall, that is all of our calendar of meetings (laughs) for next year. I'm so amazed. Just like, it look, it's, it looks so neat. You know, you should see my white <laughs> right now. It's like scribbles, you know, it's like, oh man, oh, just, but I'm just learning what that. works for my brain because yeah. I only work 16 hours a week. So I have to be really intentional about how I spend my time. I have to space things out so that I'm in control of my time. I can't have meetings sneaking up on me. If I'm supposed to be shooting, I can't go then spend a day in an emergency core team meeting. So we have got every meeting that we do as a team already scheduled out for the entire year. My marketing meetings, our content review meetings, our weekly touch bases. I've got my shoot days scheduled out. Those kind of flex a little bit, but I do plan what days am I going to be shooting? What days am I going to be learning? Like I try to pl- schedule in a, a like learning or development day so that I'm, yeah. that's the day that I'm like taking those courses that I purchased and that kind of thing. So there's that planning. Then there's content for the membership for us. So that's going to fall under major buckets. And I kind of help determine the big picture buckets like Instagram marketing, Pinterest marketing, email marketing. But then Maritza on my team and then now Anna on my marketing team, they'll kind of actually drill down what we're going to roll out when, what are the blog posts, what are the corresponding Instagram posts, et cetera, et cetera. And then we have image launches and I have a curator who does that. So I'm, we're launching four image collections a month and she does that based on feedback surveys, what's being downloaded, what are people requesting? So we kind of have a good idea of what we're going to be launching over the course of the year and not a whole lot will change. So It's interesting for us. We kind of can plan and we just need to leave. We need to leave a little bit of margin for creativity. You don't want to get really rigid as a small business. You really do want to be able to be agile. So it's not so much about planning and then perfectly executing the plan. I think it's about planning so that you kind of have an intentional target. And then there might be multiple ways that you get to that target. And the way that you get to that target might actually shift. So the way that we're going to try to hit our MRR within the membership may shift from what I think we're going to do. And it probably should shift based on what is working. But the important thing is that you have a target. So now the second part of your question was like accountability. How do you actually go about, like, how do you go about making sure that it actually happens? And I think that comes from being very reasonable with what you think you can achieve, Mm -hmm. being very realistic. And that's just going to take trial and error. And then that's where OKRs are helpful. So we do have monthly touch points where we're reviewing how everyone's doing on their OKR progress. And then we have quarterly touch points where we're looking at, did we accomplish what we said we were going to do? If this is what we said we wanted to do over the course of the year, okay, we can't do it all at once. So we have to space it out. So that means Q1, we'll focus on launching that Facebook group for our members. And then Q2, we'll focus on, you know, that next initiative in Q3, et cetera. So we try to space out the initiatives that are going to be involved reasonably And then there's a lot of accountability built into that. I think one thing that's really helpful, something that we found to be helpful as well, you know, having meetings planned out. So all our meetings, most of our meetings are standing meetings. So we have at least one Mm -hmm. weekly check-in with our teams. And then we evaluate whether we need more meetings or less meetings as the year goes on. We certainly gotten rid of meetings as well. I think that's one of the hardest things just as a side about growing a team is like, like we just created a handbook 
for Till. And I, like all of us hate it. You know, we're like, why are we creating a handbook? Like it sounds so bureaucratic. Nobody wants to read this handbook. I don't want to read this handbook. But it's important because it's, you know, now you have, like everybody knows exactly what's happening. You know, like everybody knows exactly the expectations for everything and the policies for everything. So I think all that's important. Something that Chris and I did this year, you know, and it's maybe embarrassing that it took us, you know, years to do this, which is like actually put on the calendar, like quarterly, not just, oh yeah, we're going to meet sometime each quarter to make sure that we're on track, but like this is the day we're going to meet, you know, and this is the yes. morning that we're going to tackle these things. And so yes. just having that on your calendar, a whole different ball game because it's nothing, nothing's there. And you're like, oh, well, this isn't really a good week. It's that's what's there. And that's what the, the priority is. So that's been absolutely, really that's really huge. I mean, that sounds like a small thing to just put those review dates on the calendar. I think putting it on the calendar is huge. It sounds like a small step, but I think that is some of the accountability that's needed to make sure that you're actually doing what you said you're going to do. Because again, as an entrepreneur, time flies, right? So Mm -hmm. all of a sudden, three months have passed. And so it really is important that you have those key mile markers and touch points on your calendars for yourself and for your team to kind of stop and assess. Otherwise, time will just pass and you'll just keep working and you might be doing great work. But, you know, was it the work that you set out to do? Are you getting off track from what your vision and mission is? So, yeah. And I like so many hours for learning, like even for the content Mm -hmm. consuming yourself, because one thing that I found, and this is something that I'm going to implement from this conversation, which is actually putting learning time on there. Because something that I've I've realized this year is I'm actually consuming a lot less content than I Mm-hmm. have in the past. In some ways, that's a really good thing. You know, I think there's yeah. some there's some blessings there. In some ways, maybe realize like what maybe I was I think I think it's possible to consume too much and like, you know, not yeah. be really intentional. It is totally you no. Know, yeah. Like, hey, I'm gonna learn this and this is the reason why I'm gonna learn this. But yeah. at the same time, aside for yourself and saying, okay, this is an area I need to grow. Cause I think again, in growing a team, it's like the focus sort of becomes like, okay, what am I, you know, how am I serving them in that in that respect? Mm-hmm. So haven't re- made time, I think, as much personally for that throughout 2020. Yeah. And on that note, I would say one thing that I started to do last year that I'm definitely going to do again this year is picking only one or two or three max people that you're going to be learning from. Sure. Because we're just kind of like pulling in content mm-hmm. from so many different places. And sometimes that content you know, conflicts with each other. And Also, if you're just consuming a lot of content, you're not leaving a lot of time to actually implement the content. So Mm -hmm. what we did this year, and we kind of did this as a team, like I did this with my marketing girl. I said, like, who do we want to learn from? Let's pick one or two people that we want to learn from. Or you could do that just for the quarter. Like Mm -hmm. I already have it planned out for quarter one. Like, who am I going to learn from? I'm going to learn from this one person, which means I'm going to only listen to their podcast. I'm going to only read their blog posts. I'm going to only open their newsletters. And I'm going to take some additional like training from this particular person. And then once I've implemented that, I'll move on. And I think the same is true with books. I'm really a fan of not moving on to a different book until I've I'll read and reread some books. So for example, this year I read and reread Good to Great, which was a phenomenal book. And I took notes it was that good. And I really needed to make sure that I was implementing it. And I knew I'd read it once and wasn't still implementing it. So I went back and instead of starting a new book, just read that book again and make sure that you're implementing the things before you move on. So that's just an encouragement for small business owners out there to just pick one or two people that you're going to learn from and then just be all in and actually implement what you learn. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a lot of value in going away too, just kind of getting out. We did a till team retreat. Our latest one was with our families as well. 
different yeah ways, that's great you know well it's great there's yeah. there's definitely some really great things to it there's definitely some areas where it's like it's nice to to actually be away you know because yeah i mean with kids and all it's just you're like well we're working right now we're not you know, it's not playtime. And <laughs> as much as yeah. we love to all hang out as, you know, with our families and all. But I think one of our takeaways is it is nice, you know, just to get away and be yes. you know, completely alone to a certain extent, just to be able to tackle yes. work and some of the stuff that's in front of us. And I think you almost need to separate those so that it's like, yes, get together as families if that's like a part of your values, but don't, don't plan to do any work or planning. And I think that's what, that's been a learning thing for me this year too. And a lot of the advice that I've gotten is with our big team retreat, like don't make it a lot of work because yeah. I'm the one that just wants to make it a lot of work and whiteboard things out. And <laughs> everyone I talked to was like, don't, that's going to be yeah. a, a history and a miss. Like it really needs to be just fun and team building. And I'm like, but fun isn't productive, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, is that, and this is something you have planned for 2021. The team, yes. the, yeah. So likewise, we were trying to plan something for 2020. It just didn't happen with our greater yeah. team, you know, but we'd love. So that's another episode. That's going to be our fourth episode yes. together where we <laughs> recap and talk about hosting team retreats and what that should look like yes. and organizing that for sure. Yes. Are there any things, you know, anything that just surprised you about or continually surprised you about just getting away and making this space to to think about your business? Every year has been so different because of where my business is at. So the content of every planning session really looks really different. I mean, those are kind of some of the core elements that have been refined over the years. I think it surprises me how encouraging it is to look back. Like, you know, it can kind of feel like this is kind of pointless for me to take the time to like relist out what we did this year. Like that's just sure. going to be a big waste of time, especially if you feel like you're, you're kind of crunched for time. But that always really is incredibly encouraging. It's just so many of us don't celebrate wins. And we're just, because of the way we are wired, we're just moving on to the next thing. And it's, you know, maybe it's things aren't ever hitting the standards we'd like to see. So I think for entrepreneurs, especially, it just is really valuable to do that. And then I think, you know, kind of what we talked about, I've been surprised how important having a solid mission for everyone to rally behind how important that is to them. Mm -hmm. And I always feel kind of dumb when I'm like, okay, guys, this is a part of the team retreat where I review the mission and vision. And, sure. you know, I'm going to talk at you for the next hour and I'm sorry. And I, and I share my personal vision. So I have like, I have a vision as a company, but then I also have a personal vision as a person, you know? So, and that's a, that's very personal. And I share that with them and it, it always feels really wonky and I feel like they're going to hate it. But the feedback I always get is like, thank you for that. Like this matters to us. And this is what gets us through those rough weeks or those really hard seasons of business where, you know, everyone's just kind of putting in 150 exhausting percent. It is the mission and vision that keeps them bought in and make everyone wants to do meaningful work, right? And your team members want to do meaningful work as well. They're hopefully not just there to collect a paycheck. So I just don't think you can overestimate the power of a solid mission that everyone is really rallied behind. So yeah. that would be something that's surprising for me each year. Yeah, absolutely. For all those listening and all those who will listen to the recorded version, I hope you found this helpful. We already have a request, Shay, for you to share that calendar. So a more up close understanding. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly how that calendar works. Yeah. I'm interested in it too. Is that, was that sticky notes back there on? 
like poster board? They are, yeah. It's sticky notes because I got to be able yeah. to like move it around and plan yeah. it out and space it all out. So the calendar is an upload. It's like a, a printable. Anyway, I should share that on my Instagram feed. So there's a girl, Ashley Prophet at okay, A-S-H-L-E-E. Profit, P-R-O-F-F-I-T-T. So you can find her on Instagram and she has a calendar shop where she, I'll, I'll get you the link awesome. so that you can yeah, just put it in the, the show notes. I don't have like a quick the okay. And then that reminds me. So this year I pulled together, I've kind of always had my own business assessment and planning guide that I work mm-hmm. off of. It's like a set of questions that I ask myself and I've kind of updated it and refined it over the last 10 years. And this year we kind of consolidated it and put it in PDF form for other people. So you can mm-hmm. actually go get this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you do nothing else, like if you're like, I just don't know, or I don't have a business, like I don't know where to, I mean, I don't have a team. I don't know where to start with this kind of planning day away print out this guide and it's, you know, 32 some odd questions. It covers four different areas, time management, creativity, profitability, and brand development. And it's just going to walk you through a series of like self-assessment questions. And that's going to get all the right wheels turning for you on your planning day away. And even if you have a few hours, you could kind of take this and execute it. So you can go get that at socialsquares.com slash planning. And it's just, it's fantastic. It will give you everything you need to kind of really think through the things that you need to be thinking through in order to create a plan for yourself and in order to kind of assess what worked and what didn't work for this year. So socialsquares.com slash planning, you can go download that guide. That will absolutely be in the show notes for sure. I think that's going to be a super helpful. And I think one of those things that, you know, again, if you don't, maybe you don't have time to get away, maybe you can convince your mm-hmm. spouse to take the kids out of the house, yep. you know, just to leave for the yeah. day, go do a fun spouse kid activity and give you a couple hours to really get stuff done at home. But I think everybody could probably find just a couple hours to get away, maybe change up their environment yeah. a little bit. And this sounds great. So I'll definitely link to that in the show notes. Somebody else mentioned that they have Ashley's calendars and they have them printed on blueprint paper at Staples and they are great. So we'll definitely get a link for that as well to share those. I really like that as well. I've had this debate, I think with Vanessa Kynes on the podcast where, you know, digital versus writing something down, like I have paper notebooks. <laughs> for everything. The the downside of course is that I could never find any of my notes. Like I mean I can from like a week ago, but finding them from like three months ago is always a nightmare. But I um, have legal pads. Legal pads are my downfall. I have like (laughs) 10 different legal pads floating around all with different notes in them. So if I ever because again like I think on paper. So if I ever needed to find it, it's gone. But you know, I have to write it (laughs) I have to write it down. But it's really nice I think having this calendar, you know, that just stays up you know, and you can move things yep. around with the sticky notes. So I think that's a great idea as well. Where else can people find you and follow along, even follow along with the house build? I know that Krista's been yeah. following along with that. That's been exciting to watch. So tell us where we can find you. Yeah. So you can find me personally on Instagram at, at Shay Cochran, S-H-A-Y. And you can find Social Squares, which is probably more fun and interesting. If you're a small business owner, you can find Social Squares on Instagram as at social squares. And you'll kind of see all that we're doing there to kind of empower female entrepreneurs to actually build successful brands online. So those are probably the two funnest places to find us. Yeah. Awesome. And social square is something that we've used for a long time now, make use of almost every week in our business. So definitely uh, check that out. Link will be in the show notes. And Shay, don't, you know, don't sell yourself short. One of the reasons that I reached out to you about this 
episode was because I think on your personal Instagram, you were actually sharing kind of while you were away, what that retreat looked like. And so I was like, I have to reach out and you're always sharing really interesting stuff. So thanks. I'm glad we have at least two more pencil me in for at least two more episodes in 2021. (laughs) We have lots more to talk about. And if you have a question, feel free to send those along and I can send them along to Shay. I'm sure you send you a DM or, you know, a message on Instagram, whatever, and do that as well. But to everybody joining us now, thanks for listening. And if you want to catch a live episodes in the future, head on over to our Facebook group. And this is something I think we're going to start doing pretty regularly because it's nice getting some questions and comments as we chat. But Shay, thank you for your time. Thank you for giving me an opportunity to do this. This is just super fun for me. So thanks for thinking of me. I was really honored. Yeah, of course. Thanks for tuning in to the Brandset Book Show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing and leaving a review in iTunes. For show notes and other resources, head on over to deviancrista.com.